This is Carl Palachuk, and you're listening to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl, and I'm joined today by my brother, Manuel. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show again. Well, happy to have you here. So uh, why don't you give your quick introduction, just in case there's somebody listening who has no idea who you are. Okay. Um, I'm an entrepreneur and a business coach. I currently am uh, working out of Clearwater, Florida, and the opposite side of the United States from you, where we worked together for, what, six years plus. Um, And uh, I do coaching and consulting to IT and MSPs. IT service providers and MSPs uh, all over the world. And I primarily focus on business strategy and service delivery process. And by opposite side of the world, you mean you worry about hurricanes and I worry about forest fires. (laughs) And earthquakes. I don't really worry about earthquakes. (laughs) 30 years, I haven't felt one yet. So Uh, anyway, so... um, so you do this business coaching and in a normal year that's not 2020 you travel around and speak at conferences and so forth so yeah. uh what have you been doing this year the last eight months <laughs> well um virtual events i've uh, been on the channel pro tour which i've done for several years several years i did it with you um but this year we started the first one we did in person and the last uh Three have been virtual, which still had really good attendance and uh, had really excellent content. And the next, uh, the last Channel Pro event uh, virtual is next week, as a matter of fact, on uh, next uh, Thursday, I believe it is. Actually, by the time they listen to this, it's- Yeah, it'll be in the past. (laughs) It'll be in the past, right? Um, I uh, was supposed to go to HDI World in Las Vegas and that turned virtual. So I did that virtually Uh, and that's kind of a phone in. They they literally called and we pre-recorded the session and right. it will get posted sometime next week. And we've just been working on tuning up some things about our deliverables, our free content and uh, training sessions that we're trying to build out. Basically getting ready for when, you know, the new year and when all of this starts to things start to go back to normal, we're ready to take off and run with some of our new projects and, and um, offerings. Very cool. Well, I hope you get back on the road soon. I hope I get back on the road. Soon. <laughs> hope yeah. I see you on the road soon. Um, so yeah, it, it's interesting because we used to see each other all the time because we did the channel pro thing. And Every other month. And all this other stuff. And then boom, it just stopped. So I don't think that there's been three months distance other than maybe a couple of times in the last several years that we didn't see each other. Right. Right. Well, so you, you live in Florida. I'm in California. I, as a rule, have seen you more frequently than most people I know in Sacramento. So, (laughs) yeah, but anyway, so um, let's talk a bit about your clients because you do coaching for lots of people not just in the u.s but in other countries as well um and uh, how have they been doing how have your your coaching clients been doing uh in this weird well, endemic ex- oddly enough 
every one of my clients has been doing well and it's not like attributable to me that they're they all every one of my clients that i've talked to and even people who i do coaches huddle i do uh, coaches huddles with that are other msps and it service providers that aren't necessarily my clients they're all just rolling they're just packed i have one client in seattle a recent new client who is just they have more work than they're going to know what to do with and they can't hire fast enough uh, another client in the UK, uh, they are on the top of their game. They're hiring another technician and they, you know, they're a very small company, but they said, we've got a hundred thousand pounds cash on hand. Wow. Right and it's, they, it, I gotta tell you, it's really very impressive. They're one of my favorite clients. They do everything this I tell Mark them to do. That owes me a beer. That's what you're telling me. Uh, no, no, oh, somebody I, else. <laughs> no, it's somebody else. Right. And, uh, they've been my client for five years and they've done everything I have advised them. They followed my best advice. They have tuned up their business and they're literally wondering, I had promised them, if you do what I tell you, the next time there's an economic downturn, you will slide, you'll, you'll make it to the other side of it with no problem. They're trying to figure out they hired a new employee. They're trying to expand their business and uh, they're looking for best ways to, to market. Um, and you know, I've got another client I talk with in Australia and they're booming. I, so I don't know. I know there are companies that have client bases that are drying up. If you, I suspect if you're in it and you had, you know, hairstylists, if you had restaurants, there are, you know, they're, they're going to be highly affected, but man, everybody else is just. Well, moving. you know, that's a key piece of this because what, what makes the news is frequently, you know, the, the storefronts, the, the, <laughs> B to C, where uh, you know that people need to go around and go into stores and restaurants and this and that. Um, but that's not the majority of most people's IT business, right? right? Accountants are still accounting, and lawyers are still lawyering, and you know uh, most of the service industry that we serve, um, you know, there's not a real reason for them to be in a recession because of this, uh, you know, and maybe. Maybe it'll, you know, echo in and we'll all feel it eventually. But this is a weird recession in that it was, you know, we basically flipped a big switch and put it on ourselves. It wasn't like the economy was bad or the fundamentals were bad or earnings no, were no, bad. No, no, I think we've had this know. conversation before. Like the 2009, the Great Recession, as it's properly named, the, the money dried up. When the money dries up and the banks don't lend anymore, and things start to get stalled and then and then there were all the other things today when this started happening the money there's plenty of money they're, they're giving the shit away right zero percent right. interest um houses are going like crazy right people are just making offers and they're, if they're not offering 10 and 12 i've heard 15 percent more than asking they're not winning the bid on that house and the house it's just ridiculous so what i see is this is that i, I was thinking about this last week and i went this is interesting we have business and we have leisure we have to work a day and then we want to go enjoy our, our earnings and I, I work my day so i have the right to go sit down and have a beer and talk with my friends go to a movie or whatever the only part that's changed is the second half the leisure side all the business is still going so you go what the leisure side going to a hotel for no good reason other than to sit on the beach going to a bar just to sit and chat with your friends going to a movie, all the leisure things are what have stalled. And they're a huge part of the economy, but they're not the part that drives 
you know, sales of machinery and all this other. So I think it's going to have a long, it's going to be a long time before one side draws the other down. And I think that'll be the saving thing when it comes time and they say, you can go outdoors and go have fun now. Everybody's going to run out and spend their money and it's going to pop back and it's going to be ridiculous, right? But right. Well, I know a lot of people that if they can't buy the clothes and things on Amazon, they're not buying them at all. And so right. a lot of people are actually saving money because yeah. they're just wearing the same old clothes because they're just going to, you know, even if you're on Zoom, it's kind of a 2D world, you know? Yeah. So if you're if your shirt is a little worn out, nobody can actually see it. <laughs> I think it's been eight months since I put on a tie. And I, you know me, I always wear ties to events. I, I put on, I like, I like look, dressing sharp. I like my suits. I like my ties. I started collecting Jerry Garcia ties. I haven't put on a tie in eight months, right? And it just doesn't seem like, I'm not gonna do that for a little training video. I'm not going to do it for a Zoom meeting, you know? Yeah. So uh, so what do you think about people who say, well, this has changed forever and we'll never go back to, you know, whatever, whether it's dressing business casual or, uh, <laughs> you know, dressing up for events and so forth. No, that's going to go right back to where it used to. I think everybody wants it to go back. We are getting used to this, but it's going to be over. Now, it's not going to be over next year. We go back and just look at the trace of uh, the pandemic of the, that started all of this 100 years ago, the Spanish flu. The entire year was devastating. The second year was bad. The third year was pretty bad. And then it life went back to normal. Well, this is going to same thing's going to happen next year. I'm sorry. We're not going to get out of this unscathed. Next year's not going to be completely pull the cover off. And the year after that may not be. But if you think in a lifetime, I'm 57, you're coming up on uh, 65? Old, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a fraction of our lives, a thing that we'll look back and talk about, and it may, and it will, we'll likely never experience it again. And when it's done and it's time to go to an event, I'm going to go pack one of my favorite suits and my favorite tie, and I'm going to go. The, the part that will be weird is next year or even the year after, I don't know that I will shake people's hands the way I used to. And it's, that's kind of a weird thing. You go, well, you know, huh. I mean, well, I got to tell you, my last major travel before the shutdown was to go to Thailand and Cambodia. And I'm very happy to yes. nod my head and not shake hands. So well, we'll see I about that. Uh, so um, switching back to the, uh, the coaching thing. So, uh, let's take a step backwards. First of all, how do people get a hold of you? What's the easiest, fastest, best way? Well, if, first, if you can spell my name correctly, my website is manualpalachuk.com. And I'll bet and you I'll, if you get close, Google will figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. You'll find Carl and right below, scroll down a little bit, you'll find me. <laughs> so, and even if you type in manual P-A-L-A, you might find Carl first. But um and any of the relevant social media, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, um, even Pinterest, I'm Manuel Palachuk. You know, so whatever it is, just slash Manuel Palachuk. So that makes that easy. YouTube. Um, Very good. All right. And then um, uh, give me the, you know, 30,000 foot overview of your coaching. You mentioned that you do these uh, huddles, but uh, what's what's the big picture on coaching? So 
I have a pretty straightforward program for coaching where it's about levels of engagement. So if you say, hey, I need some help with my service delivery or my business strategy. Um, I wrote a book called Getting to the Next Level and my business coaching is modeled after the that structure in that if you say I need help with business strategy, I'm going to step you through my methodology. We're going to help you de develop your vision, your mission, your values, figure out your products and services and all of that stuff. And then you, as the way I put it, design your business from the top down and build it from the bottom up. So when you say I need uh, help, we basically engage at a coaching level, meet once a week or twice a week or three times a week or four times a week. And then depending on how frequently we meet, there are uh, obviously costs more money. And as uh, as you go to the higher levels of engagement, other benefits come along, what I call client exclusive benefits come along with it, such as helping you find uh, and, and vet your top level employees. Um, uh, cognitive and personality testing for your employees, a uh, business strategy portal for actually developing your business strategy and tracking it, things like that. And so to me, it's, you know, it's pretty straightforward. It's five levels of engagement from one time a month. I just need to like I call it coach on call all the way to uh, uh, an optimized performance focused company where we meet once a week. And then once a month, we have a a strategy session just on finances and then like i say the higher level engagement a bunch more benefits come along with it very cool and you do have clients uh in other countries so people don't even have to be like limited to one to north america or, or whatever so um and uh do you think there's any chance to be going to england or to europe in 2021 we want to go to the we were supposed to go to australia uh, at the end of this year we were supposed to go to the uk again to meet again one of our most successful clients uh in may and that didn't work out this next year we're going to try and do the may event because we'd gone two years in a row this would have been three we're going to try and pick that up and do that in may i will kind of have to see how that how that looks um but it, i mean it, and it kind of would be nice um but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Well, luckily for you, one of the jumping off spots for uh, uh, England is uh, the Atlanta airport. So you don't have to go up to New York to hop over. You can just hop up to Atlanta uh, yeah. if, if you're a Delta British Airways kind of guy. Um, cool. So uh, and then you have a new program that you're coming up with this IT confidential, which sounds like some kind of a film noir kind of thing. Is it all in black and white? Well, <clears throat> I'd like it to be somewhat mysterious. The idea is something I came up with, I don't know how many years ago, and I've talked about, and I was ready to pull the trigger last year and uh, put it on hold and decided that this is the year. We're gonna try and do a pilot before the end of the year, but it's basically, I wanna do something that nobody else is doing. I wanna do a live, uh, made for internet talk show where we have a live audience uh, of six people, maybe a few more, a live guest. We're only looking at maybe 30 minutes tops for the entire show. So it's not a high commitment. And uh, of course we want to get like a sponsor. If we find a sponsor, they sponsor the, so today's show is, or this week's show is sponsored by, right. and they basically, right. they get uh, they get a mention at the beginning. They get a marquee spot somewhere in the middle and they're in the credits at the end and that's it, no commercials. 
And the idea being, if you watch it in person, there's no commercials. If you missed it, you want to watch the replay. Hey, we're going to go get a couple more vendors. And so you'll watch it for 30 minutes. It'll take you 34 because there's a commercial every seven or eight minutes. And we're talking 15 second commercials. So it's not going to be consequential. Um, so the idea is not, and it's not in, uh, intended to drive revenue from mar um, from marketing from vendors. I just assume that if it's successful, that will come along with it. What we're out to do though, is have conversations about things in IT that aren't being talked about or that need to be talked about. Now, I can't give you a perfect example, but I think there's nothing that's not up for discussion. It's really, you know, if I were to say we need topics, what isn't being talked about that needs to be, right? And I don't want to pick on anybody, so I don't want to throw something out. There's a particular PSA out there that everybody's saying is falling apart. Why, right? Why are why is that PSA falling apart? Did they get purchased? Are they managing it poorly? Are they really falling apart? And maybe we can get somebody from that company to come in and be the guest, the guest on the show and talk about what's really going on. And then we've got the audience who gets to go ask the hard questions and say, oh, no, that's right. I, I quit because it's bullshit, whatever it is. And add to it um, anything that's, you know, women in IT. Why? Where's that going? What does everybody need to know to help make that move forward? If that's something that you think is, uh, you know, deserves your attention, basically anything you could come up with, right? That that's not being talked about needs to that needs a spotlight. Very cool. So, uh, do you want people to get in touch with you to like be audience members or? Yeah. Know, so just get on your mailing list or. <laughs> Yeah, I, so at ChannelCon a, uh, a year ago, I was ready. I said I was getting close to launching this, and I had literally talked to probably 40 different people, names in the IT in this space, um, you know, and almost every one of them said, yeah, we'd be happy to be a guest on your show. And these are known names in, in the media or vendors, etc. And I talked to a lot of IT companies and said, hey, would you like to be in the virtual audience? And they said, yeah. So what we've done is we put together a website where you can see a mock-up of, of uh, what we're trying to do. It kind of gives you a background on it. You can sign up to be in the audience. You can also, uh, if we call you and say, hey, we want you to be on the, a guest on the show, you'll be able to go and see upcoming episodes, the uh, who the proposed guest is, what the proposed subject is. So basically you have an episode guide for what's coming up. You have a replay for shows that have already um, shown and you can sign up to be in the virtual audience. And we're going to give away, we're going to do all kinds of stuff. We're going to do giveaways of t-shirts or if we find vendors are willing to give us a, a something to for sponsorship, we'll do a giveaway to one of the audience members or all the audience members of some whatever device or hardware. So we're going to, we're going to make it very interactive. Very cool. And the right. website, go yes. ahead. No, no. Websites are very important. Right. It is the it confidential.com. And that's already up. It's already up. All right. So that's, that'll be fun. So at least you got that to look forward to in 2021. And then you have another adventure, uh, you, you've been using the term 
agile service delivery for quite a while. And that's actually one of your primary topics when you speak at conferences. Um, so what's new with uh, agile service delivery? Agile service delivery is a masterclass I put together some years back, and it's a culmination of service delivery processes that I've been collecting and perfecting for 15 plus years, including what uh, the groundwork we did at uh, KP Enterprises in the early zeros, you know, whatever you call it. Um, and it started off with, I, I had the six golden rules of PSA, then it was eight, then it was 10. And then I talked about working and talking time in real time. And then I realized that there was a lot more chewy center to the core of agile service delivery and the mindset of using a pull methodology for getting work through the system versus push. So I built out and said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build out the structure and put together a training, one hour training for each of these core concepts. And I launched it about a year and a half ago, ago and it's, uh, it's basically eight hours of training in a master class and uh, there's certification level um, competency testing uh, to accompany it. We um, have developed, we got a really nice t-shirt, really nice blue t-shirt with the uh, Agile logo on it. And we have put together a, an implementation guide. And so we kind of throw through those out as um, add-ons, basically, you know, here's some extra value. So basically if you go sign up today, you go to agileservicedelivery.com, you're going to find it's not one price, uh, one price per seat. You basically say, I got an entire team of people and you move the slider and uh, the more people you have on your team, the lower the price gets and we can get it down to $249 a seat, uh, which is about a quarter of what uh, it's cost for per seat when, when it's uh, individual pricing. And uh, if your entire team signs up, we you pass all the classes, we send you a, a t-shirt, everybody gets a t-shirt. Um, and you know that's been really well received, especially because it's got a self-management tool where if you say, I got five people in the team, I give you the uh, login to the portal and you go assign the team members, you can track their progress. Uh, there's even a leaderboard for who's got the highest uh, test scores for taking the masterclass. So it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. It's, and it's going, uh, going along pretty well. Excellent. So you have uh, talked in my uh, uh, community about agile service delivery and how, how people can apply the concepts of agile. Uh, but for folks who are like not coming from the world of either software development or project management, um, what, what would you, how would you typify agile? Like, what does that mean other than, yeah, we're going to do stuff really, really fast. Well, the first thing I think of is agile isn't just for software development. And I guess some people would say, well, I didn't know what software development used agile anyway. <laughs> when we say agile, it's a methodology of rapid, uh, advancement, continuous incremental improvement of a thing to get it to the next level, to get it to the next version. And it's typically, we find it in software development. And you know it because you see when your phone says you have an update and you say, I'm gonna apply that update. And then a couple of days later, you got a bug and you report it to the, that, uh, for the, that app, that game app or whatever else it is. And then two days later, you have another update for that game and now it's fixed. That's agile software development in the, you know, basically in the works. What it comes down to is, again, continuous incremental improvement, rapid implementation of these new changes to update a thing. Well, 
when I say I'm going to apply agile to service delivery, I look at more key elements of agile, which are that if you think about how service delivery runs, if you send uh, somebody out on a service call and they're going to fix three things while they're on site, you've created what we call a sprint. In Agile, we call that a sprint. And you go do those three things and you've delivered continuous incremental improvement to the client and you've delivered to them a quantum of service. Well, another important component of Agile and how software works is when the team is looking at which bugs to fix and which features to implement, they look at the things that will create the greatest value or create the, uh, the reduce expenses the most. And they group those together and they try to implement those first. Well, for service delivery, you basically would look at the list of backlog, all the things we need to do for the client. And you would pick out the things that are going to give them the greatest value that would reduce their costs, reduce their overhead and attack those first. But, um, the, the flow of it comes down to instead of taking a team of people and pushing them at a bunch of work and then whipping them faster until um, morale improves and performance improves, you take a highly accountable team and you ask them to pull work off the pile as fast as they can. And when they do that, we call it, we call it fast flow and things move through the system faster and we're able to be basically more agile about how we deliver our service and i know and it's, it's actually, a lot to it it's a it's also a way to basically train technicians to manage themselves right in that if they follow the rules they don't need you the service manager to be saying okay next this one then this one then these three <laughs> right they take yeah that's why I the most obvious logical next ticket that they can work and there's rules around how that gets self-assigned yeah, the one of the key things is I use the term highly accountable team because highly accountable means we give the we train the team, we give them the process and we rely on their basically accountability and their dedication to what they're doing to follow that process. What's really cool is it means that you take the service coordinator or I'm sorry, the service dispatcher as they're typically known and you make them a service coordinator. Their job isn't there to take this issue or that problem or that ticket and pile them onto the techs. It's to help the uh, filter and sort the issues so the techs can pull through them and eat through that pile of work as fast as possible. And then supporting the tech with what they need for either knowledge, uh, third party intervention, um, skill set training or matching up with another tech to, you know, do a mind meld and figure out how to work a thing. And so, you know, it's at its simplest, what I've proven over time is that a team can double their throughput in uh, with, if they go through this training, they do everything the way I'm telling them to, they will literally have lower stress, higher performance, higher efficiency, and cut through twice as many tickets in the same amount of time. Right. and. You know, it's it's interesting because we did develop some of this stuff at, you know, way back in the day. And, uh, you know, I remember some of the technicians that if I were to pick them out and, and set them down right now, I'd be like, ah, I'm not sure this guy can manage himself. But with the right processes and procedures, 
uh, miracles can happen, basically. I, I think it's, I think it, yeah, I mean, remember, you're having me go through and figure out which is going to be the next PSA. And I don't remember where we had started. And then we went to try to Kaseya and then we went to ConnectWise, I think it was, in Autotask. And all along the way, my brain, in my, in my head, I'm like hearing this voice going, this is wrong. They're all telling you to do this thing called stack and run, push the work on top of the technicians, beat them faster, and then and then grind and 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 stack the appointments one after the other. And everybody had their mindset and methodology, but all of them were doing the same thing. Push the work on the team and keep their their bottle full. And I just knew it was wrong. And it's funny because only recently in recent books that I've read and stuff I've listened to have I gotten the terminology that makes allows me to describe it more accurately and give it proper proper terminology that makes it make more sense what we were trying to do that seemed like the right thing to do. And that's why we use these terms. It's a pull methodology versus push. It's, um, you know, it, we call it agile because at the end of the day, it's about the team and the process and their ability to change on a fly instead of being, well, stacked with appointments for the entire day. Right. You can't change anything, you know. Well, it's also the case that you know, if you take your calendar and you fill it with 15 minute appointments for the entire day, you know, you can actually predict exactly the moment that you will be late on every appointment for the rest of the day. And that's roughly 8, 15, 8 16 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, right. I call it stacking dominoes, right? And yeah. once it's a lot like, you know, the, the doctor, right? The doctor's got eight minute appointments and, uh, you know, it doesn't take very long before they're just pushing them forward all day long and they pretend like it's somehow magically going to be different tomorrow and the next day and the next week and the next month and the next year. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it won't get better if you don't decide to put your arms around it and and you know take care of the problem. So very What's cool. Really all right. I was just gonna mention really quick, a lot of the concepts people have floating around in their mind and I see them when they when when they're introduced to the concepts, they make sense. They make perfectly good sense. It's just that nobody's ever done it a different way, and all you got to be shown is there's there's another way, right? Very cool. So sadly, we're out of time, but I want to send everybody off to manualpolichuk.com. And uh, again, uh, the Google machine is great for finding us because we're not named Smith or Jones. Exactly. So that makes us easy to find in the in the uh, the days of the Google. Very good. Thank you, sir. This has been another SMB Community Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.